Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin', delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing hosts of your voices, Riley. Hello. Jasmine. Hello. And me, Jake. It's a book episode, but don't touch that <gasps> dial. Book episode. <laughs> <laughs> we Please are. Please don't back out. Yeah, Please don't back listen, out. There's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. Um, you thought we were quote, done. Quote, good one. Well, yeah. You thought we were done with New Jedi Order. We weren't. Just when you thought we were done, we rope you back in. <laughs> we actually recorded one before, but it was bad. It was bad because the book was bad. The book and was we bad. Deleted it. It was on Discord and it sounded bad. Officially, this episode is going to be about uh, balance point. Yeah. Hey, and the, guess what? I yeah. I know a little bit about this one Whoa! this time. Wow. Crazy, right? Wow, I'm pulling back the curtain right away because so far you have read none of <laughs> the books. <laughs> Even the ones we told you were good. Yep. Every episode you have been like, uh, well, let's say I forgot to read it or didn't have time <laughs> yeah. and just tell me why I should read it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. You're in. You're in this one. You're in it with Kinda. us. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can only be so in with this one. I mean, this is, Ooh, yeah. I'm going to say real quick. I think this is the best one since the first one. I agree with you. Uh, it is maybe not. I mean, like there are, there was another one that I found more entertaining than this, but the most things happened in this. Like it progressed the story. You might notice. You wouldn't have noticed because I don't know who would be paying that close attention to this. We are skipping over the previous book. We're gonna recap it real quick. Yeah, but. It was so just that uneventful. Little happened. And it was it was bad. We it was none bad. of us enjoyed reading it. It was so wildly uneventful. Yeah. That we couldn't fill an episode with it. Was, it was uh, what was it called? Uh it wasn't Ruin. We already did that one. Dark Tide Dark Ruin. Dark Tide 2 Onslaught? Dark Tide we Ruin. We did that. Onslaught. It's like the second one. We did one. that one. Okay. So what was it? So okay. So we've done Vector Prime. Yeah. There's got to be a list Dark in here. Tide Ruin, Dark Tide, Onslaught. Onslaught, Ruin, Agents of Chaos, Agents Heroes of Chaos. Trial. We so did Heroes, Heroes trial. trial is the one that we are skipping no, over. No, no, no. We're skipping over Jedi Eclipse, which is the second Jedi Agents Eclipse. of Chaos. Jedi Eclipse. Oh, yes. my God. I'm already forgetting all of these books that we've yeah. read. Okay. So we, we read, yeah, we, we're skipping Agents of Chaos to Jedi Eclipse by James Licino because we really did not like it. And we recorded an episode, and it was bad. It was bad. We barely talked about the book in that episode because right. we didn't want to. Reminder yeah. that you listen to us because we're funny. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Thanks for that oh, reminder because no. I forgot that we were supposed to be oh, no. funny right now. I'm sorry being uh, funny. Right hey, now. guys. <laughs> my, uh, my back hurts. I My arms are tired. I don't read things. <laughs> we're basically describing bodily pains and illiteracy. I was going to say, if you are thinking, wait a minute. I'm a new listener to the show. I haven't listened to all those new Jedi Order episodes. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll you don't give you need a little to. recap. Guess what? Nothing happens. Not a lot has happened so far. <laughs> Go back and listen to the first one. Right? Back to Prime. Oh, good. They're, I think they're some of our fun, most fun episodes to listen to. Like, just listen to them yeah, for fun. Just listen but you to don't it. Have to listen to this, you don't have to know You don't anything. have to know it. Here's what you got to know. Yeah. Chewie is dead. 
Okay. Yeah. Spoilers. Chewie died in the very first how, book. How many books has this been? This is the sixth book. And that's the only important thing that's happened. Well, so that's happened. Well, the Yuzhan Vong. And the Yuzhan Vong, who are a mysterious alien race from yeah, a different whatever. galaxy, yeah. who are immune to the Force, mm-hmm. are invading sure. and taking over various planets. Now, in this book, I, I want to get into how immune of, of, from the Force they are. There seems to be some workarounds. <laughs> There's some workarounds in this book, and we'll talk about it. Um... But, okay, so brief recap of what happened in Agents of Chaos 2 Jedi Eclipse by James Licino last week. Okay. Um, last week. I don't like, know why you like said that, but I, last I didn't feel like correcting you. Last time in the New Jedi Order, not a lot happens. Um, the big takeaway from that book is that Anakin and Jason go to Centerpoint Station. Which is a... Which is like a... Important... Which it, it's like a Death Star like laser without the big circle. It's just the laser, I think. Yeah, it's a station that's like a hyperspace. It's more like Star Killer. It's more like Star Killer because it can shoot yes. through hyperspace, unlike the but Death Star. Inexplicably, it has existed for a long time, long before the Death Star was yeah. built. Yeah. Makes you wonder why they didn't just use Center Point. Well, because not everyone can just go up and use it. For some reason, there's a there's a book about it with Centerpoint Station. It's with called the young Centerpoint Jedi. Station. There you go with the Young Jedi Knights. And for some reason, this station reacts to Anakin, and he is able to control it, but right. most people are not able to control it. So in this, in the last book, Anakin and Jason go there, and they're like, "We need to, we need you to fire this at the Yuzhan Vong fleet and destroy them all." And Jason's like, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" There's, because Anakin, there's going to be casualty, like friendly the, casualties. Yes, because the the Hapen fleet is there. Fighting of Princess Older fame. Princess Older's, like, his whole huge fleet is there fighting the Yuzhan Vong, and Jason convinces Anakin not to do it, so Anakin doesn't do it, uh, but then his uncle, Thracken Sal Solo. Thracken Sal Solo. That is- <laughs> Release the Thracken. <laughs> that, that is a Chuck Wendig name. And oh, yeah. He, so he fires it. Because Anakin's already turned it on, I guess. So and he's he doesn't, a solo, so yeah, he's, a, he's jerk. a solo, so he can do it. So he destroys some of the Yushin Vong fleet and most of the Hapen fleet. Right. And it's bad. Um, kind of, it's like, beginning of Last Jedi esque, where, like, yeah, they take down a dreadnought, but a lot of bombs. But a lot are, of casualties yeah. are there. So the Hapen fleet that was going to be a big help is kind of no help now, and also probably upset about most of their fleet being destroyed by the Republic. Right. Um, and. They didn't really touch the Yuzhan Vong, and the Force is still there. So that's like the big event that happens in the last And that book. was the end of the book. Yeah. So. So. I mean, the main thing that was happening is that Han Solo had a racist caricature of a friend. Yeah, who, which we will talk about more in this book yes. because it gets more overt in this book. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it in a couple of episodes and maybe cut it out before, but we'll leave it in in this one. Yeah, we'll be... I, I think we felt like we didn't quite nail the conversation. Yeah, so we're we going to nail it this in, time. But... <laughs> we're going to nail it. Conversations <laughs> about race. That's why you come to Grandma's Talk. <laughs> that's why you come here. So this book, here's how we tend to do things. Yeah, we want to talk about the book. Right. Obviously. Obviously, we need to talk book, about the book. It, it's your book? <laughs> your book? I, your book? Your book? Your book? I don't know. I don't know why I said that. But first, we had to talk about the author. Play the theme <laughs> that makes sense for a Star Wars podcast. Now, these build all kinds of tensions for us. So what I try to do is go to my typewriter and many days experiment with words to find out what my tension is. Do I need to laugh or cry on a particular day? I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. 
all because you dared to put on paper you didn't even know the story was in you but you go with it thanks ray right so <laughs> i don't okay tell me if this is funny i almost tweeted this yesterday or the day before when ray bradbury was trending because it would have been his 99th birthday i almost tweeted Oh, I was scared for a second that Ray Bradbury had died or something like that, like when he was trending, <laughs> which he's been dead for like 20 yeah. years. I almost did it, but then I decided not to. I would have gone like, funny. I would have gone like, <laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, that's as funny as a tweet gets yeah, generally. Okay. I should have like, done it then. Like even the funniest tweet you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should have done that. Um, the author is Kathy Tires. Yes. I believe it's pronounced Tires. That's how they pronounce T- it on the audiobook. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, and that guy wait, pronounces wait. everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're talking about Kathy Tires. Kathy Tires. The author. Let's get a read on Kathy Tires from Jasmine, who this is your first yes. entry. Can I give a little history on Kathy Tires first? No, because I, I said Jasmine. This isn't the first book I've read of the series. Correct, this is, this yes. This is the first book in Chronologically, this yeah. that I've, yes. Yeah. Yes. What'd you think? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I think it's a little hit or miss. I think it's real bad. A lot of miss? A lot of miss. Oh, boy. Like, uh, the, okay, so the first chapter I read in the book okay. that I own, and the rest I listened to the audiobook. And the first chapter, even then, I was just like, why are you saying the things that you're saying? <laughs> because it does not sound good. <laughs> yeah. So even the stuff that you read on the page, mm-hmm. and you did not feel that, the, that this was improved by a, a person reading it out loud. No, <laughs> not at all. And it caught me by surprise because I'd just like to say that these two people right here told me that this was going to be the turning point. We thought this was going to be. We, were, we thought it was we going to be the turning point. We it kind hoping. of was, though. And it, kind of, it really was, Compared actually. to the last four books. As That's, far as the story, it really was. I don't yeah. believe that. No. <laughs> believe it, sister. Believe it. Go back and read those other four it, books. <laughs> the difference being, in this book, something happened. The previous four books, nothing happened. Ooh. Can I give a little backstory on Kathy Tires, which we should have done at the beginning of the uh, segment, sure. but you wouldn't let me? Yeah. Uh, okay, so her Star Wars backstory oh, okay. is that she wrote the book, like one of the earliest um, EU books, shortly after the Thrawn trilogy, I believe. Oh, okay. Because when did those come out? 92? 91? Yeah, 91. Okay, so she wrote a book in 93 called The Truce at Bakura, which was a pretty big oh, deal yeah. when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes place like directly after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like I think oh. it starts like as they're celebrating the Death oh, Star cool. explosion and everything. Um, so it just deals with what Luke does after that, and it, they immediately go on to another crisis here at this place called Bakura. Then she did a bunch of short stories from like she did one in the Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina, Tales oh, from Jabba's Palace, and she did one of. Uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunter, which is about Bosk, which I really enjoy that story. Yeah. That's a good story. Um, And then she did this, and this is the last Star Wars thing she has done since 2000. Um, So my take on Kathy Tires is that I, I could be biased, unlike Jasmine, because of coming off of these last four books. Because the first book started so strong. Vector Prime was such a good book, well-written. And there are moments in the other ones, but overall, they're just not wonderful books. And this, yeah, but I this one, I may have been a little biased because I found myself enjoying sections of it a lot more than I have for a while. Yeah. That said, there are some very weird decisions, and I don't always, <laughs> yeah. I don't always follow her prose 
in way it's like it's not always interesting to me the way yeah, she describes I would agree. things sometimes. Not to be nitpicky either. But and I don't know if this is the editor's fault too, but there seems to be some very unnecessary commas where there should <laughs> I, not be commas. I did not, I did not notice that. <laughs> I've noticed that in the first chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look at the first chapter. Which made it really hard to read, like for me, through the book, which is why I chose to listen to it. Are you saying you don't like an Oxford comma? Sure. <laughs> Who gives a... Bleep. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I I think Kathy Tires, like, I like her overall better than, like... James Lucino. James Lucino. Yeah. Who I think, like, I don't know, it was interesting. Like, he, I thought, had instances of good writing, but it was so... Wordy. He, he was like, I so am a human thesaurus. Yes. Watch me as I write. It was like, guess what, guys? I know so many words, and I'm going to show you them all right now in this yeah. one sentence. And this, um, I like that it was not as flashy in that regard. I, I did think it was a little clunky in places, but overall, I like that the story was finally allowed to advance. And what I liked most of all um, is that it finally refocused the story on Jason, Jaina, and Anakin. I agree. Uh, because I did like that. My big problem with these uh, last few is that, you know, like the second duology or the first duology, the one after Vector Prime, was all about Corin Horn, mm. who pfft, sucks. And then it was about Han Solo, who I think is good when he can play off of somebody that we know and love. But yeah. Chewie's dead and he was on his own with his racist caricature of a friend. And that was weird. So I think finally now this was Luke, Mara, Jason, Jaina, Anakin. It's the characters we love and they get to do cool stuff. My, I think I, I discovered in this book, one of the problems I've been having this with this series so far that I haven't been able to articulate or even realize like what it was that I had an issue with. And in this one, I think I finally realized that I kind of want even I want a more extreme version of what you're saying. I want a book which which my favorite book in this series is Traitor, which if I remember correctly, it's been a little while since I read it, but it it pretty much all it's Jason. all about Jason. Yeah, it's and all we from don't Jason. cut away to anybody I else think. in that book. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I kind of wish that was happening more. Whereas even in this book, we cut from uh, Anakin and 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 Mara and Luke doing something. To Han doing something, to Leia doing something, to Luke doing something, yeah. To and it, there's so much cutting to Jaina doing something, and it's just like I kind of want these books to focus on. Here's how these one or two characters are dealing with this situation, instead of here's what the whole gang is doing. Because Which, I think that's where it sort of mm -hmm. loses focus, and it doesn't feel like there's much plot. Yeah. I feel like that's what's going to happen after star by star yes so the star second... by star is a is a very important book and yes. things happen in it Lots right of yeah and after that hopefully it is a little because more focused on here's Trader, what this character that's when you get a jaina focus book so yeah. that's when you get more books that are i because there's spoiler less characters to focus on <laughs> yeah. <Spoiler>. So, <laughs> yeah that much i and it's know. important to focus on the characters who are left yes <laughs> after a big event Spoilers. yeah i i agree i mean i think that there is a worry with this series that I, I think they probably had which is this is already such an out there concept uh if we focus on one character it might not feel like star wars since a star wars movie does not focus on one character it cuts around to different perspectives yeah and so i think they're trying to keep that feel but 
I agree with you. Like, all of the best stuff, without question, has been, even the James Lucino book, when he was solely focusing on Han Solo, I thought those scenes were really good. Mm -hmm. And every time we've had a scene that was Jason and Anakin talking about the Force, that's great. I love Jaina in, you know, it's not Rogue Squadron. Yeah, she's in Rogue Squadron. It is Rogue Squadron, okay. And I've, you know, even the Corrin Horn stuff, I liked it when it was like, you know, from his point of view, him training with uh, Mara or whatever. So I I think it might have been better if we're going to do 19 books. You got about 19 characters in this freaking series. Just have a, like, have a Yuzhan Vong-focused book. Yeah. Have a Luke Skywalker book, have a Mara book. Like, wouldn't it have been better (laughs) if the story that led to her being healed, instead of her just being in one chapter? Yes. Wouldn't it be better if that was all from her point of view? Absolutely. Probably. Or what if, I feel like it should have been, so let's say, let's just say, Star by Star is the turning book. Okay. The turning point in this book, not the book called Balance Point. Yes, in in the series. Star by Star is the actual (laughs) balance point of this whole series. Uh Yeah. Let's say that Star by Star was maybe the third or fourth book. I think that would have made the rest of the series much more enjoyable. I agree. And, like, I think that for every one of these things, like, invariably, the second book is the only one where anything of real value happens. And so you wonder why they bothered with the first one. Like, the first one you can summarize in a paragraph, Mm -hmm. and there's not really enough character development to justify it being 350 pages. So just... Like a Star Wars movie, it's all about the editing. <laughs> just edit that story into one fun, fast-paced adventure. Like, there was just, I don't, so far, no reason like, for this to be 19 books. No, yeah. there's there's good moments sprinkled throughout this series. But I Agreed. think they, they definitely learned from this series and the fact that the next few series they made after this were, like, nine books tops. Yeah. And f- from my point of view, which I think I'm the only one here who read those books. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They were much, there was much more like good in depth moments yeah. in each book that got, got your attention. I can see that. But I suppose we should now talk a little bit about the, the minimal plot in this book. Yeah. Um, a lot of hanging out at the beginning of this thing. A lot of hanging out. It starts with, it starts with Jaina. The, it's kind of transparent, but it seems like Kathy Tires wanted Jaina to be with the rest of the gang in this yes. book. And so <laughs> she's it, like, hey, why are you doing in this? In the prologue of the book, yeah. she gets injured in the X-Wing and mm. is like semi-blind and has to go join her, her dad and, and Jason and hang out with them for a while because she can't fly an X-Wing. So it's kind of like... That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but at the same time, I'm just like, well, is this how the whole series is going to be? Someone has like an important character developing moment where she becomes a member of Rogue Squadron mm-hmm. and she now has her own mission and her own things to do. And then in the next book, they're like, well... The author's like, I don't like this. Let's bring them all back together and have the whole gang here again. Yeah. Because that, to me, felt a little annoying. I kind of wanted this... I kind of wanted Jaina to be doing her own thing it, it and not tagging along. It feels like something along. that should happen like in the middle of a book, yeah. not just at the beginning and then stay that same way through right. the entire rest exactly. of the book. Yeah. It, was very, it, was, it was literally in the prologue of the book before chapter one mm-hmm. that Jaina I was so, has to join everybody I was else. so confused it was the prologue. Like yeah. I was reading this, like, oh, this is crazy, and then it's a chapter one. I was like, yeah. what? That's that's <laughs> yeah. the first thing that okay. And it's literally there just so that Jaina can hang around with Han and Jason later on it's, in the book. You know, it's kind of a it's a cool idea to have a whole book series that's like literally following the characters day by day. It feels like star by star, 
star by star, day by day and star by star. But <laughs> it's in practice just not engaging. Yeah. You know, like Michael Stackpole and some other authors were on, the, and maybe Kathy Tires too, I don't know, like were on a story group for this whole series. They did plan out the entire story. They, in fact, planned it out to be 30 books and then cut back. Ooh. I literally cannot imagine what that would even entail i mean i can't so much fluff it would it just be a whole book of them like at this freaking rain so. compound I like being so. sad <laughs> I, I don't know I, we've already we've i think we both agreed with um the uh ruin and onslaught or what yeah whatever that series was called those two books could have very easily been one dark book. tide the dark tide books could have been one right and the um Agents, Agents of, of Chaos, chaos could, have been, could have been zero books, but it could have been you could have easily squished that down into one book. I mean, if they were book. gonna oh, have yeah. thirty books, you're gonna have a couple books where it's just them going to the doctor getting antidepressants, <laughs> like every few books. And, and then there's an the interlude is, where it's me getting antidepressants from reading the series. The problem is we've so far had one interesting book and four books where they get antidepressants. Like we, like, like we, we love to, Vector Prime. Yes, like it is really top do. five Star Wars books. Good for me. book and. It really sets the bar high. Yeah. It sets the stakes. It feels like a Star Wars movie in the way it's written. And then it is just... You know what this really feels like is like season one of The Clone Wars where, you know, something really amazing will happen. You're like, whoa. And then you ha- you do have to deal with like C-3PO and R2 trying to get a cake for a party right. or something. Like, right. But it's not even that entertaining. <laughs> no. So not. I don't know. I... And also the droids are really sidelined. Like, R2 doesn't get anything to do in these books. R2... What is this, a seagull droid? R2 gets to, like, <laughs> tell them they get a message once, and 3PO gets to be confused once when Mara's disguised and he doesn't recognize her, and that's about the only interactions the droids get in this book. I always get worried that this is going to be somebody's first episode. We like the sequel trilogy. <laughs> we like the sequel trilogy a lot. <laughs> I just don't want you to think that I don't like that. I don't want you to think that we're the other Graham off I do. Let's talk about a couple things we like, though, because there are some things that we like. Oh, in yeah, this book. yeah. This is the first book to me that I this felt. This is, of course, still talk about the author. I No, we moved on. I'm just we moved on from that. Do I we think. want to do the character thing that we always do? I guess we can, and then we'll talk about things we like. I mean, I think things will come out of what we like. And this is a shorter list. Yeah. So Anakin Solo, Jedi Knight, male human. I think this is a good place to start because things that are good happen with this character. Right. I should be a writer with the way I talk. You should. Um, Anakin Solo, Jedi Knight, male human. Yes. Anakin is in this book. Anakin is a character we've talked about before who previous to this series didn't have a lot of development as a character. He just felt like the other one. Like yes. Jason and Jan- Janikin. J- Jason and Janikin. <laughs> Jason and Jana felt like people. And then there was Anakin, who was just yeah. like a guy who would spout some dialogue every now and again. But yes. this series really tries to give him a different point of view. He's advancing so much quicker than Jason and Jaina. I wonder why. With knowing who he is, <laughs> there may be a reason. Well, they're really trying to wrap up his arc. Well, but, but I kind of like it because in this book, he's described as like he has found a at one point when he is fighting, Jason looks at him and describes him as having like a perfect balance. Yes. Between like light and dark. Um, he's like a he's living look- sacrifice. They he's, call him. He's like looking at Anakin. He's like, that is what a Jedi is. Like Anakin is fighting, yeah. but he's fully giving himself to the force because he struggled with that in the last couple books where he's, he's being influenced by people like Kip Duran. Right. And he wants to be more aggressive. And Jason has been trying to help him pull back. And in this book, he's finally like, he's pulled back. He is 
he knows what he's doing. He's confident. He's sure of himself, and it's like working. Yeah. And in this book, Jason and Jaina are both still still dealing with issues that they have, and right. Jason seems to have figured everything out. I think I, I woke up for I, I woke up <laughs> for one of my favorite Wake quotes. Up for I think, and I think it's Jason saying something like, "I'm tired of fighting." Or I'm tired of not being able to fight the darkness with darkness, and I'm tired of fighting the violence with violence. Yeah, yeah. That was Jason good. is so. Interesting. I'm sure we'll get to Jason. We but will get to Jason. Like this is not Jason. I know. Just, I've checked out no, for no, a few seconds. Yeah. But suffice I to say it. That. Yeah. <laughs> suffice it to say, there are I good fell things wow. for this podcast. Like I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know what? Fair That's enough. Fair. We could make this more dynamic. Um. Yeah, that stuff was really great. Anakin feels like a character. Mm-hmm. He again is paired with Mara. Well, Mara is technically his master. And his aunt. And his aunt. And do we talk <laughs> about it now? I, I'm or... trying to find <laughs> I'm trying to find this quote. And I, I can't I find think it I was anywhere. totally passed out for this. So I'm ready for the creepiness. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just read a little bit of this. I don't think it can be like a full dramatic reading, but there's right. We've talked about this before about the weird energy between Anakin and his aunt. Yeah, I know they're not blood related, but she's your aunt, dude. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't make it any better. He's also a child. Was it in Vector Prime where they talk about um, like her tattoo and where she might have tattoos? That's the second book or the third book. It's it's, uh, Dark Tide Onslaught. Her and Anakin are like alone together, which they probably shouldn't be alone. And yeah, someone needs to <laughs> curate a chaperone for these two. And she talks something about how she attracted Luke and some oh. tattoos she might have. Oh. And Anakin gets yeah. like all flushed thinking yeah. about where she might have oh. tattoos. Yeah. And, and that's her nephew, and it's weird. Um, but anyway, well, he's going through puberty, okay? he which is, is she's not. Yeah, <laughs> so she should know better. So in this book, we continue that trend of this weird energy between the two of them. And she is um, infiltrating. She needs to like dress up as this noble woman to sneak into some place to talk to Ooh, la la. to like try and find <laughs> no manor. So do I need to have a book in front of me? <clears throat> no, because it's okay. not. There's I think it's there's not much. Uh, I think Riley's just. Gonna I'm just going to read it because it's not really a dramatic <laughs> reading. It's short. She hauled one of her duffels into the refresher, which is a bathroom. When Lame. she stepped out half an hour later, Anakin grabbed his cot's edge with both hands. <laughs> his eyebrows. <laughs> His eyebrows rose so far that they almost vanished under his dark hair. Stop. Laughing inwardly, she tilted up her chin and stared down at him. You may kiss our palm, she said in a languid, quaddy accent. Wow, he choked. <laughs> then I'm going to skip a little bit of the description. He choked. Let's skip the description. Uh, she cuffed Anakin's shoulder. No. Don't drool on the carpet, she said. No. I'm surprised you're still here. We won't be for long. Luke pushed off the wall, blah, blah, blah. It goes on. Don't tell, don't no, dress up in no. a sexy way and tell your nephew not to drool on the carpet because oh that's God. weird. I don't like this. That's not good. That's very weird and bad, and you should feel bad. So, um, Kathy, you should feel bad. You Kathy, feel what bad, have you done? Kathy. They're related. They're related. Yeah. So, I mean, not by blood, but not that's by blood. Disgusting. I don't know why you guys keep bringing that up. Like, it makes it any better. <laughs> I've got aunts who I'm not related to by blood, and I've never had a thought like that about her. So, you know. Sounds like you haven't had an aunt as hot Shout as out to Mara. Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tina. Uh, there's also a part, this is fully off topic, where Han refers to I sold her as his gorgeousness. <laughs> his gorgeousness. That Which does sound like something that's Han would do. That's good. Uh, Okay. I, oh, oh, go ahead. We'll, we'll get it continue. off my chest yeah. next. Three PO. 
is our okay. next. Okay, <laughs> there's not a lot to say about the next. Yeah, this is not. It's never built in order of importance, but no, it's. I not. just want to say, this always bothered me about EU. Goldenrod sucks as a nickname. <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. Also, I'm allergic to it in real life. What even is it? There's a weed called Goldenrod, and oh. that's why I'm sneezing a bunch today. Jeez. So yeah, I what hate is this it. book trying to make you sneeze? I think it is. That is a sucky nickname. It doesn't sound like something Han would say. But he does say it in the movies. He doesn't say Goldenrod, does he? He calls him Goldenrod in Empire, hundred percent. I think he does. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. When he's when yeah. he's pulling when they're on when they're in Echo Base in the beginning. Oh, and you're they, right. And they he shut says him it behind. Once. It. He's like, come on. He Goldenrod. says it. He says it once. Once. And then they do the E. And then they say it every one of these books many times. Five thousand times in each book. I know. Yeah. I don't. I think that Han is like a fun person who likes to come up with a new nickname each time. Right. He wouldn't always say Goldenrod. Yeah. He would use his imagination, writers. We Yeah, writers. Yeah. Goldenrod. Next. Next. There is what? Thank you. <laughs> there is what? This what? sounds like uh, Keenan Thompson's character <laughs> on SNL who's like- What SNL talk today? D- what? <laughs> is his last name? Yes. This is a male Duros. I don't want to ever hear about- Duro or whatever. There's a lot of Duro ever in this again book. in my life. There's a lot of Duro. Duros is a. I, don't I like have anything species. to say about this. Guy. You know what the Duros are? They're the ones who look like aliens. They oh, you don't do. say. They look like the little they green the aliens. Really yeah, they. But they're the blue. they're in the cantina, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Well, this guy doesn't do anything. No. Oh, Duros is. Uh, is that Cad Bane? Cad Bane is yeah. a Duros. Yeah. Cad Bane. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know what they are. I just don't. Jake, want... no. I don't believe you. Cad Bane. Guys. He's a <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. I love Cad Bane. We'll He's show such you a, a deep we'll character. We'll show you a picture. <laughs> um, Droma Spacer. Now this Here's is where important. we got to talk about it. He we, is a Rin. We got to talk about this in a classy way so it can stay in. <laughs> classy race conversation. Oh, I mean we. We got to talk about his other friend too. We, well, he's on the list. Yeah. Well, we let's talk about them both right now. Let's just get this out of the so way. So there is Droma. Droma. Which sounds surprisingly like Roma. Roma. It does. Weird. Okay. Uh, and then there's also a character named Romany. Yeah. <laughs> Same this species. Is, so here's the thing. For the last three books, they have established this species called the Rin. Mm-hmm. And they are very clearly coded to be Romani. They are um, uh, nomadic some, people. It is not politically correct to call them gypsies, but that is what correct. they are often colloquial. Colloquially called, and yes. I don't yeah. know how to say that word out loud. <laughs> I've only ever seen it in writing, like when I said hegemony. But th- this this species are valued for their abilities to like tell the future. They're yes. like mystics. They're mystics. They're nomadic. They're nomadic. They never nomadic. live anywhere. They all, they travel and they have they're like compounds. And they scrap things and their their clothing real... is all described to be very yes. much like Romani people. And so... they're just like they're also like they're described to look like they look like monkeys, but they're but they're like it's not good. It's it, not none of it look. is good at I don't all. Like it. It's like Khajiit, but even more overt. So did James it started in the first James Luceno book, yes, right? It did. Okay. And he's not like one of the this Droma is now like the Chewbacca replacement kind of where he's hanging which, out with Han all the time, which he me. sucks. So Droma serves the purpose. I think I brought this up in that first James Lucino episode, but there's this trope in modern media, which you see in the early Marvel movies of like the foreign guy who serves as the wise sage to the white superhero. Yes. Like, um, uh, Jensen in Iron Man, yeah, and Stanley Tucci, yes. in Captain America, <laughs> the, foreign <guy. laughs> the foreign guy, and they both are like, you know, they die and they give some word. The, everything they say is something wise. Yes, 
it's not quite the like magical Negro trope, but right. it's like that. Yes. But with people who are just a different shade of brown. Yes. So this trope is bad. And so it Droma is, is that guy. He starts out kind of cool. And then very quickly, you're like, gosh, you're not Chewbacca. Stop. You're not funny. It, it's like the stop trying to make fetch happen thing. It's like, stop trying to make Roma happen or Droma. <laughs> Droma. See? Wow. How can I get that confused? And, and here's my issue is like this started in the Luciano books and it would have been nice if like I thought maybe, OK, that was a bad decision. We'll like we'll Let's back off in. of it now, but no. Kathy Tyers makes a character named Romani, and it's yeah, just like okay, you're bad. you're saying the quiet part loud now. <laughs> It'd be like if um, Newt Gunray's name was like Japanese. Yes, ex- that's exactly <laughs> like, what it's it like. It would be just yeah, oh, yeah. It's not good. It's not good. And so we've avoided talking about them in the past because we did it insensitively, and now we are trying to be more sensitive. By acknowledging that it's a we did really... it sensitively because we loved this trope. <laughs> yeah, we love this. We trope. thought all oh, these guys are great. No, we just weren't educated. We, we educated ourselves a little bit, and now we are talking about how bad of a trope it is. It's not good. Han Solo, Captain, Millennium Falcon, male human. Uh, who's he? Yeah, well, I don't. He didn't do anything to skip that guy. <laughs> no, here's what I want to say. Yes. One of the things I liked about this book, outside of Vector Prime, this is the first book that I think got the Leia and Han relationship right. Agree. That's the one thing I know. Yes. And they they seem like they actually like each other in this book. They have they have rough patches in the mm-hmm. movie, but they never stop enjoying being around they have each a, other. A little tiny rough patch yeah. in this book, but I think yes. it's handled well. But it's handled well yeah. and they hug it out and it's like the last four books have all been, oh, Han is so sad. He's treating Leia terribly. Leia's just so busy, she doesn't find any time for Han and they but just this like this book I think yeah. made it feel like Oh, well, yeah, Leia's kind of at fault, too. Like, she's yes. not making time for him. No, and, and, Jaina, and Jaina has a lot of issues with Leia yeah. in this book, too, which I agree with, is that Leia is so concerned with the fate of the galaxy that she is either ignoring or, or treating the, the ones closest to her poorly, which you could take both ways. It's not necessarily a bad thing that Leia mm-hmm. is caring, caring about the universe at large, but at the same time, she has other things she hey, needs to worry about. You gotta find that balance point. You gotta find that balance point. Guys, this is a book about balance points. If only somebody would write a book about <laughs> balance points. What did you think about Han and Leia's relationship, Jake, in this book? I did think it was handled well. In, in general, I really liked how Leia was handling this book. Yeah. I don't. We haven't gotten to her yet, though. No, but I think she goes hand in hand with Han in this yeah, book. Yeah, let's just skip whatever her entry is. So I think <laughs> she's great. Uh, the end of this book is is really crazy. She kind of gets kidnapped by the vong yeah it doesn't mm-hmm. last it doesn't right, last but... too long but she like witnesses what the vong do like they make people like pass through fire yeah uh it's really awful and she sees like the extent of suffering that they cause she gets a really interesting interaction with Naminor, right mm-hmm. um yeah all through this book she is or it, the series so far yeah. she has been the person saying there this must be a misunderstanding Right. We can be diplomatic. We can negotiate with them. And I think in this book, she finally got a glimpse that, no, you cannot negotiate yeah. with the Yuzhen Vong. Their goal is to kill you, and it's, there's no That's negotiating that. Do. That's what they're doing. In general, Leia's been sidelined. Yeah. So it has been nice. It was nice to have a female writer come in and, and finally say, like, be like, hey, hey let, Leia's cool. You know how Leia's one of the main characters? Let's check in with her. Jaina gets a lot in this book more yeah. than she has, too, as Absolutely. well. Which I um, like. So and she is the next character on the list. Oh yeah. Oh no. Sorry, Jason's next. Put Let's, the man first. Wow. 
Hey, way to go, Kathy Tires. Your <laughs> dramatis personae. Is, I think he uh, is a minute older. Okay, so Jason. Listen, I haven't read any of these other books so far. Right. But it feels like Jason's really starting to question, like, yeah. what's going on He's, with everything. He starts out in <laughs> Riley a... Riley is headbanging with yeah. rock and roll signs <laughs> from the kitchen. He's... <laughs> he, he starts out in that place kind of in this series like he, he starts out curious he starts mm-hmm. out like as a curious jedi who hears things and like thinks huh that doesn't seem quite right yeah and then like specifically uh in the second book he like straight up tells luke i don't want to go on this mission because i don't want to be a jedi anymore and luke's like um not too bad because we're short on jedi so you got to come with me <laughs> you have to really i mean I mean, I know Riley's all about this, but Jason is just the most interesting character. From here on out, Jason he's, is the most He's Ben Solo, right? Jason, I mean, yeah. he's the closest uh, proxy to Ben Solo that yeah, we have. absolutely. And it's so weird because you find your... I, I at least find myself agreeing with him a lot of the time. Yeah, I think that's what makes him so compelling is that he raises he makes, valid questions yeah. about the Jedi like the same way that we see... Luke Ray's valid complaints about the Jedi in The it, Last it's, Jedi. It's fascinating, that quote that I said earlier, and then you can I, I just it. I just found it, yeah, if you want to read it or something, it? maybe. Let me see. He's talking, it it's where it's highlighted. Oh, yeah. So it says, um, quote, I only know that you can't fight darkness with darkness, so maybe a Jedi shouldn't fight violence with violence either. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I even think that the more you fight evil, the more you empower it. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting line. Yeah. I really like it. And in this book, he ends up having to fight at the end. He fights a lot mm-hmm. by the end of this book. Oh, yeah. He has to rescue his mother, who is being like tortured or is about to be killed and tortured by the uh, by the Yuzhen Vong. He kills a bunch of them. He relies on the Force to do it. Th- this whole book, he's refusing to use the Force. I say, we, we should say, he shuts himself off from the yeah, Force and like to the point where people can't detect him. Like, right. Mara like, searches out. And yeah. Even Jaina Jaina's can't, like, like, Jaina I can't feel can't my brother. Where They're like he? twins, and yeah. she can't find him. That becomes him. a common thing, too. Like He just does that. Sometimes. Yeah. He just disappears for a while. And, and in this book, he's shut off for most of it, and then he has to come back. He has to fight. And... I'm interested to see if he has a crisis of faith in the next book because I know where his storyline is leading in right, the series yeah. and I know eventually he gets to that point but I I think him coming back to the force and deciding to fight in this book is kind of the turning point for Jason for where that character goes throughout this series and the next series it's, yeah, it's and just, he's very interesting. It's so interesting to see that like this is where he starts with this like understanding that there is something wrong with yeah. the way Jedi view things, but it leads him on a darker path in the end. Well, it, it's interesting how it always works out. Like with Anakin Skywalker, his motives start out in the good place where Palpatine's like, hey, you never noticed like the the Jedi are kind of messed up and like it makes Anakin think. Yeah. Hey, you but ever noticed he... your wife is going to die and maybe you could save her? Yeah. Did you and... ever notice that? But the, you ever notice <laughs> how your wife's freaking dying? <laughs> but like he starts out with seeds of death. We see that more in the Clone Wars, obviously. But it ends up, obviously, that ultimately, although the Jedi are flawed, they are still They're better m- than more morally yeah. correct yes. than... Let's murder children. Yes, and do whatever we can to rule the galaxy. I will. Mm-hmm. I will agree with you there. Yes, I'm a yeah. noted Jedi hater, but yeah. I will agree that they're better than child killers. Maybe you know what? I appreciate kids. that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, 
Oh man, I I just thought of what an inverse it is of like the Last Jedi, where Luke sees the dead younglings, to what we see in the prequel trilogy with Anakin killing dead younglings, and like I feel like Luke feels like just in some tangential way he has channeled Vader, like he did he somehow caused he didn't swing this. the lightsaber, but it is his fault. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh boy. Well, anyway. Good movie. Okay, that was a good movie. Um, we don't need to talk about it. Papa John's. <laughs> and we know. <laughs> we know. And, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> I had to toilet it. <laughs> um, but so yeah. So Jason, Jason is really cool. Yeah. The the idea of turning off the force, and doing it so effortlessly and turning it back on is very interesting. Yeah. You definitely get the sense in the like in the new movie, like Last Jedi, that it took some effort for Luke to turn himself off to the force. But when he turns it back on, it's like instant yeah stay tuned for my fan fiction <laughs> so i um everyone's turning off the force all the time in jake's fan fiction. oh yeah no force no <laughs> lightsabers it's just people Which chatting is riley's fantasy no force. yeah i'm just no writing force. riley's favorite book Ooh, I love uh it. <laughs> jana let's talk about secret fourth jana, jana. <laughs> already <laughs> take the force out it gets a secret force <laughs> secret force so jana, jana. so uh, we sticks sticks we've talked about jana some already how it's kind of a shame that they just immediately pull her out of her cool situation and plop her in a situation with everyone else. I think for me, her biggest arc in this is reconciling uh, her oh. reconcile solos, <laughs> her feelings about her mother. Her thoughts dwell on her mother in this book. Look, I was probably asleep okay. for this part. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is the most outspoken about Leia's behavior towards her own family. Um, she, Good for her. She straight up is like, she tells Mara a couple times, she's like, my mom doesn't really care about us. Hmm. And she's just, I, I don't know. What what was your take on Jane in this book? She, she yeah, is, she's very critical of Leia. She's very critical of Leia in this book. She doesn't agree and with... And sometimes it's warranted, I think. I think she's right in some ways. She seems frustrated by her parents and she yeah. seems frustrated by her siblings because Jason's turning himself off to the force and yeah. Anakin has been wallowing in despair a lot uh, because Han blames him for Chewie's death. Yeah, and he's also doing his own thing where he is kind of just like the quintessential Jedi. Yeah. He's turning into he's that. kind of turning into the Golden Boy. Yeah, Rod. so Golden Boy Rod. I think like Jan has been an interesting position. She is a lot like Rey in that she's like a great pilot and a yeah. great Jedi and kind of on her own. And uh, throughout the series, she's kind of had like these little mentor characters that have come along. And in this book, not so much in that regard, but but she does mention at one point the mentors that she has. She's yeah. like, she's like, um, I can't remember the specifics, but in one part she's talking to Mara, and she's like, my mom wasn't there for that. This person helped me through yep. that, and this person helped me through that, and this person helped me through that, and it's never been my mom. It is though, like it was interesting. I was thinking about how you mentioned, like in the prologue, she's. We, we take her out of Rogue Squadron, but that has been a thing since, like, the first book. Like, we have had six books of her in Rogue that's, Squadron That's now. true, well, I guess. about the Young Jedi that's Knights, true. too. I feel like Leia and Han have never really been included. The other thing I want to talk about with Jaina is the resolution between her and Leia in this book. Right. Because they kind of do make amends at the end, but I think Leia's, like apology and excuse she doesn't even really apologize but just like her explanation is kind of weak and i wonder if this will come up again later because she's like you know i 
I don't even remember how she says it exactly, but I got the feeling from it where she's just like, no, the real reason that I've been like this is because I believe in you so much and blah, blah, blah. And it was yeah. just, it felt kind of lame to me. And I, I got the feeling it felt kind of lame to Jaina as well, where she's just like, okay, that's nice, but maybe you should have also been my mom at the same time. It's interesting what Jasmine said, like the Young Jedi Knights what books- I say? Is all about, uh, like you were saying, how even like throughout the Young Jedi Knights book, which is where these characters are established, like they're never there. It feels like, like Leia and Han are just no. I mean, yeah, occasionally Han thing. will pop in and be like, "Hey, you want to go on a little vacation?" And mm-hmm. the reason that is is because it's a a, um, a junior novel. Oh, of course, and they you have to get the, the parents kids. out of the way. But I like that they're taking that dynamic mm-hmm. and, yeah. and turning it into something more in these recontextualizing that, that idea, not having their parents around. Right? Yeah, that is really interesting. Um, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Jedi Master, male human. He's looking it up in this book. Looking it up on Luking the Bear Game Talk Show. I don't remember a whole lot of Talking moments he has. He's in the he's in the room while <laughs> he's in the room while Mara and Anakin are like making eyes at each other. So that's kind of awkward. That was not great. <laughs> that was like uh, the room when Denny came in. At one point, Leia. When Leia's in trouble, she doesn't want to call out to. Jason and Jaina because she doesn't want them to be in any danger. Yeah, that was interesting. So she calls out to Luke, and Luke immediately calls out to Jason, and he's like, you <laughs> okay. go do this. I wanted to bring this up. Luke <laughs> turns into like an operator from the 1960s. Yes, where, like, he'll receive a message, and he's like, okay, hold, and he'll like move the thing to a different Jason and Jason and knob, and like he'll transmit the message somewhere else. <laughs> that was so weird. He's yeah. like, Luke received this message and immediately transmitted it to Jason. I'm like, what? Yes. Is he, so he's like a three-way call service now? Yeah, he's getting a thought from Lynn and just he's like, ah, Jason can deal with this. Ping. I'll send it to him. So that part's weird. Forward. Um, CC Leia. Again, I it's a. I think we need, I wish that we would get a book where like it's all from Luke's perspective. You know, mm-hmm. I want a, a book that is Luke-centric it shows us how he's dealing with being the grandmaster of the order. It's, I think it's even better when it's like, like every ugh. other chapter it's focused on. A ca- like I think that's where it goes after the series. Yeah. Is every other chapter it's like, all right, we got Luke this chapter, we got this character this chapter, then Luke, then this. Like yeah. it's back that's and like forth. A, that's better yeah. than this. But it feels yeah. like every four chapters or so, well, it's, it, it's focused on the same character. Yeah, it's crazy because this is called the New Jedi Order, and like really the central thing that's been happening is. The New Republic doesn't trust the Jedi. They don't trust them to act and act effectively. And this has caused a rift in the Jedi. Kip Duran, mm-hmm. another Jedi, is ex- is extreme. He'll yeah. use extreme measures. So him and another group of Jedi have like branched off. They have like a new sect of Jedi yeah. who are more like violent. They still listen to Luke. They still listen but, to like, Luke. They do their own but, thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think like Bors Felia kind of trusts Kip Duran's Jedi more because they'll yeah. act, right? Yeah. So Luke's position is really interesting. He is now in the position that like the prequel Jedi were in, which is fascinating, but we're not really getting into that at all. That's always just like in the, on the background. For yeah. one chapter, you'll get the Jedi coming together and talking. You'll get a little bit of that, but it's like, this is called the New Jedi Order. We should be thinking We should about be talking this. about the New Jedi Order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, the politics in these books have always been interesting to me, that I, and I kind of enjoy them. Mainly because Borsk Falia is like one of the ultimate villains of the, the judge. Of the, the judge from Iceland. EU. Yeah, he's like he's a great bad guy. He's a guy you love to hate. He he's the Olympic judge who like the guy does a perfect dive and it's like ten 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 nine point nine. Like yes. he's a nine point nine guy. Yes, he will not give the ten. Um, 
so I, I do enjoy the politics stuff in these books. Luke, I just I just wish more happened with Luke in this book. Yeah, we just need more of his yeah. Uh, perspective. Yeah. We Absolutely. need to do have him do more than transmit a call. Yeah. <laughs> um I Mara Jade. And let's stop with her, because I don't feel like talking about these freaking Yuzhan Vong people. No, we don't need yeah. to. Um, or the huts. We can t- spend a second on the huts. I don't care about huts. I never care about huts. We need to spend a second on the huts because I think the <sighs> this series ends the huts pretty Good. much. Like after New this canon. after yeah. this after this series, They're huts done. are kind of gone. Like the decisions they make in this series are all bad. Chuck Wendig had the wisdom to and... end the huts like in an interlude <laughs> and just like reference like, yeah, it's it's the uh but N- not no Cree. What is it? What are they called? No Gree? N- not no Gree. It's no something. Nikto. Nikto. Mm. The Nikto are just the new huts now. Well, but the there end. is one little hut. There's a little hut, but that's a little baby hut. hut. That's for like Borgo, the, the little new hut. Jedi order oh, of Borgo. new canon to worry about. Yeah. Stinky. Um, Mara. So in this book, Mara's big thing is she goes undercover. She loves her friggin' nephew so much. She loves her nephew a little too much. She's like, guess where my tattoo is. <laughs> She's like, you want to see it? And Luke's like, Don't I'm still here. Um, She's like, I know that makes it better for me. <laughs> it's a really weird section of the book. We won't get into it. But then she goes undercover and demasks No Manor. This is okay. Th- yes. We do need to stop on this for sure. We need to talk about. No I woke this up for this section. This I think. is huge. Yeah. You got woke for this section. You got woke. For I it. got woke. This is huge. So the big thing with the um, Yuzhan Vong is that. They are supposedly immune to the Force, as yes. in, like, the Jedi can't detect them. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, they can't interest- sense that they're there. They can't sense they're there. But they're what avoid. is interesting, and I thought this was really clever, actually, is it Mara that does this? Jaina does it while Mara's talking Okay, to I was about them. to say, it's yeah. Jaina, right? Yeah. So Jaina realizes, she's, like, feeling out the room with the Force. She realizes there's one person that she cannot sense mm-hmm. with the Force, that there's, like, a void there, which is interesting. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I can't sense this person. Maybe it's a Yuzhan Vong. So she like starts, she's like, okay, well, I, so the Yuzhan Vong, they're a little bit like Cylons. They can mask themselves as Ooglik maskers, as they call it. (laughs) Ooglik. They can mask themselves as anybody. They can look humanoid, but they have to wear like a full skin mask. Yeah. It's not like they are shapeshifters. No, it's like an organic suit they put on. They don't think he's a she and they don't think she's a changeling. (laughs) Right. But- uh, they have to wear like a full skin suit, yep. like the man in black guy. So she's like, okay, we usually they need, this... to, they need to drink sugar water, right? Like yes. the man in black guy. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, okay, well, usually the seam is like under the nose, but this guy doesn't have a Duros nose. Duros don't have any nose. Duros don't have a nose. <laughs> so I'm going to start with the force peeling back on his skin where his nose would be. Yeah, she starts like poking him with the force, with the force. in the face. And he like he it mentions like he like reaches up and yeah, scratches he something, feels like something like he thinks it's a bug or something. And eventually, Scooby Doo style, she unmasks him as a Yuzhan Vaughn. Yeah, that's so, nuts. Minoc friggin' roast style. <laughs> so this I think opens up the door for some interesting things going forward. Oh yeah, we see that they can be like you could push a Yuzhan Vaughn with the force. Yes, they can be uh, affected and yes. manipulated by it. And also maybe. So far, the Jedi's weakness is now going to be their strength, because if you can look in a room and sense everybody except one person, right. it is possible. Now, that doesn't help you if you're facing an army of unmasked Yuzhan Vong, yeah. but as far as the deception that the Vong employ, maybe now this will be like a, a tactic that all the Jedi can use, and you're like, I can't sense that guy, something's wrong. I feel like this exact thing actually comes up in The Last Command, 
with Luke Skywalker, he's like searching out somebody who has uh, East Lemuria or whatever. Mm. And so he likes, and he's like kind of chasing through a crowd. So he like reaches out through the crowd and specifically looks for a void in the force and finds him. So this, this feels like a similar thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I thought that was a really clever workaround. I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So they're not like impervious to the force. Right. That would be a bit of a cheat. I think it's the first like break in their armor that we're that we're seeing that there is there is a way that the Jedi will be able to defeat the Yuzhen Vong. And I think the Yuzhen Vong know it because they are dead set. By the end of this book, they are like dead set on wanting all the Jedi to kill all the Jedi. They're like, if you bring us all your Jedi, we will not destroy this world. And the, the book ends with them like saying bring us jason solo bring us jason solo because yeah. he like totally wrecked him at the end of this book right and he jason unleashes the force he unleashes the force <laughs> and they're like bring us jason solo and we'll spare your world and that's how the book ends so we'll see where that goes going forward maybe perhaps they'll get their hands on jason solo and it will lead to the greatest book in this series maybe um that might be a while it might be a while it happens but... the other thing is we we get some perspective of like nomenor and savan law the uh the war masters Savang Law. Savang Law La Land. They're they're still boring at this point. Uh, the other, but this is like the biggest interact. Like this is the maybe the first time we've had a main character for an extended period of time interact with the main yeah, Vong. Like with the Leia has an extended conversation with yes. Nominor, and that's the first and, time. That's and that's happened. where she finds out that like we are not going to be able to negotiate with these people. Yeah, it's just not possible. What I did like, I like showing the i mean obviously their worldview is insane from the beginning like but we get some individuality which oh is you're gonna talk individuality. about individuality you're gonna talk about gnome so gnome, gnome is like i don't believe in this pain, pain. gain thing yes. like the the yuzhan vong they worship ostensibly pain. worship pain yeah and they think that any pain is a gift from the god because it means you're alive yeah pain is good and they also one of the coolest things that happens in the entire book happens with Leia. They get in this ethical argument. Nominor, I know I'm going on a tangent, but Nominor says, like, we worship death. She's like, well, I fight for life. Nominor's like, death conquers life. And Leia says, you can't have death without life. Yeah. He's like, get out of my house. Blasphemy. <laughs> yeah. He does. He says blasphemy. He says blasphemy. Which is which just what she... you say when you don't know the answer to something. Like, yes. uh, well, when listen, I have my own religion, so I'm logic. not interested. <laughs> <laughs> so he just freaks out. He's like, uh, well, I'm just going to kill someone then. And so, yeah, we have this other guy, Gnome. Could, who... could you want to do a dramatic reading of that section? Oh, yeah, sure. I know who and what you are. I vowed to my gods to sacrifice you and your kind. You will merely be the first and surely one of the most famous Jedi I give them. Leia's stomach churned. I am not a Jedi, not really. Our reports say otherwise. Your reports are wrong. I have a little training, but that's all. In this galaxy, we have learned to live alongside each other. Surely. We do not live side by side with impurity, he said. Your civilization is built on abominations. Your galaxy is polluted. We have come to cleanse it so that others besides our warrior caste may occupy it and live cleanly here. It is our destiny, according to Supreme Overlord Shinra and the priests. Destiny? 
She shuddered. Like this world. She insisted, sweeping a hand aside. Pollution can be cleansed without killing everyone who lives in it. It will be cleansed. He answered. All that mocks life is an abomination. Do you not understand that, Jedi Organa Solo? Your machines mock life. They are abominable. An affront to life. An insult to the gods who created all that exists by sacrificing parts of themselves. Understanding flashed through her. These people believed that their own creators had mutilated themselves. Naturally, they tried to follow that example. We admire your creature servants, she said cautiously. We are deeply impressed by your biotechnology. May I suggest that you, too, have much to learn from us? We are learning, he said somberly. We have seen that you deny the all-transcendent reality. Instead of learning the most worthy way to meet it, you forestall it, or pretend it does not ultimately own you forever. We have also developed creature servants capable of healing, she said, rising to the argument. We call them Bacta. Other creature servants help us make food, and... And still you mock death and try to evade its servant pain. Death, Leo Ganesolo, is the highest truth of the universe. No, life is the highest truth. Death ends life. There can be no death where there is no life. Life binds the galaxy together. Life... Silence, blasphemer! Yeah, we can end there. Man, that's so a great part of the but book. That's a, I love Leia's like, this is this is my moment. This is where I negotiate yeah. with him. This is where we find common ground. But no, he's not no, having it. Right. And I was I was taken by Thrawn. Thrawn. Wow. Thrawn. How could I get that confused? <laughs> Timothy Zahn's description <laughs> of Princess Leia as like the Captain America of the Avengers. Like she is the person with like the highest moral standing. She knows where she stands. And so this this feels like an argument that Captain America would like try to have right. with the villain before exactly. fighting. He would try to reason with them first. So this is a great part of the book. And what what's kind of cool after this, so the Vong have been like taking servants, taking humans and creatures from other worlds. And although the Vong reject technology, everything they do is organic. Like even their ships are described like organic like creatures. creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um they feel like they're servants. They've already defiled themselves. They can handle technology, right. which is a little bit hypocritical. Yes, like, absolutely. If these are going to be among you and they're going to deal with technology, <laughs> you're still using technology. Mm-hmm. I like that we are getting flaws in, in the reasoning of the Vong. Obviously, their reasoning is flawed to begin with, but right. I like that even though they seem so sure in their worldview, their worldview it crumbles. It's crumbling. It crumbles very under quickly. like very little scrutiny. And in almost every book, they have yeah. an interaction where somebody questions them, and they're like, "Ah, well, you don't know anything." And Shut I up. think, if I remember correctly, there are Splinter, Yuzhen, Vong groups that pop up, and I, I kind of like that. Maybe some of this is going to go to some, some of the Vong, and they're going to be like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> do we have this right?" And right. they're going to start to question themselves, and that's going to change the fabric of this fight as it goes forward. Yeah, they seem to be setting up for maybe some Vong. Branching out and realizing we'll that they're see making if they mistakes, pay off on that. which would be cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, I want to end this episode. Yeah, let's so, end this episode. Um, we have to. Before we end it, we have to do one thing. Before we end, there's something we. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. But we have to do it. <laughs> we have to review it. We have to rate it. We have oh, to do the right. reviews. Yeah. We have to do the rating. Cue the theme.
do have a do the reviews theme, as far as I remember. It's somewhere on the Um, computer. (laughs) So, I think we've mentioned this. I wish I'd been keeping track of how I rated all the previous books. Mm -hmm. Me too. Mm. I'll try to um, go through and maybe like document our individual ratings. Yeah. So, I don't. Has this come up on the show before? We do have a patent, actually. I don't know if we've talked about it. We have a patent. Actual patent? We have an actual patent. You paid for it? General patent. We paid for it. General patent, Oswald. We paid for a patent on a rating scale. You want to explain it? Gosh, I hope I can do it justice. (laughs) I sure sure hope you can. uh, Where do I start? Probably start at the lowest number. Oh, sure. Well, so, so let's say this was a really bad book. Yeah. We give it a one. Not cool. a zero? No. Not, I don't think we have a zero. No. Not a zero. Uh, blasphemy. blasphemy. Uh, we do have, if it's the highest, well, if it's the highest possible, we give it a three. I know what you're thinking. What if something is a little bit better than a two, but not quite a three? Right. What would you do then? We got you covered. We thought about this. This yeah. is why we were able to get a patent Oswald for it. Yeah. You have pluses and minuses. Uh, okay, so say um, something is a little bit better than a two plus, but it's not quite as good as a three. What would you do then? <laughs> two well, plus plus. You, no. No? Blasphemy. You oh. could do a three minus. A three minus. Oh. Okay. Now, here's something that we don't like to tell just anyone, but you are a host of the show, and now yeah, that you yeah. have actually read one of these books, I feel like I can tell you this. That's right. This is the first time you get to you get to... And also, Great it's come movies. up on like nine of the fan fictions that you've now been a part of. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember those. Let's say you're like, man, mm-hmm. this broke the scale. This is through yeah. the roof. Mm-hmm. There can't possibly be a number higher than three. Yeah. Well, well, guess what? There no, is, no, there's, <laughs> no. There's a secret fourth. Wow. Yes, use the fourth, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> so my question for you two. Did this get the, the secret fourth? No. 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 <laughs> this did not. But what is what is your rating, Jasmine? Oh, okay. You don't have the context of the previous five bad books. No. So that's good. So assuming that those were all really they bad. They were bad. They went from okay to bad. I'm going to say then two minus okay. for this one. That's decent. For the like yeah. good moments you get with Jason and stuff. Like mm. There's good moments sprinkled in, but overall mm. it's just eh. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, okay. we'll find out if well, I agree we'll with see. you. Jake? I'm going to give it... Okay. She gave it a two minus. Dang, I wish I could remember what we gave Vector Prime. Because... I really wish we could. I think we gave it a three. Did we give it a three, though? That sounds I familiar. gave it a three, I'm pretty sure. Three, two plus, something in yeah, that range. Because Okay, so this is not better no. than that. It is definitely better than the last four books we've yes, read. Yes, absolutely. My gut instinct is to give this a three minus because oh. I have to say, as much as some of the oh my god, we forgot the most insane thing. What's the oh. most insane thing? Mara is pregnant. Oh, that's we forgot to talk god. about that. <laughs> okay, hold the presses. Do we need to find that? Wow, guys, we've never had to interrupt the patented rate. We have not, before. but uh, no. do you want me to just go ahead and read this weird yep. part? Do it. Okay, so the context for this scene is that she um, is somewhere with Luke, and she has to like run out because she's feeling something within her. Feeling some type and of way. She is just and she recently, thinks it's like the, the she, disease again, Yeah, right? she's just recently been cured of the disease. Mm-hmm. Through magical tears of a crying person. She just had a run-in with Nomenor. 
who says he's the one who poisoned her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, no, did he do it again? Why am I feeling this way? So she runs off on her own to to try and figure out what's happening. And then suddenly she's just like, nah, me and Luke banged recently. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, that's wait a what minute. Happened. We freaking yes. banged recently. <laughs> and she doesn't want, well, she doesn't realize that yet. Wait she, a minute. I think we were just in a zone recently, the bone zone. <laughs> Guys, what if it was Anakin's? <laughs> 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 Anything's possible. Uh, she She's trying to figure out what this what's happening. She was determined to do whatever she could on her own. She and Silgao had experimented with self-examination techniques, the only possible way to deal with a disease that continually mutated. Focusing the force finally, she confirmed that the odd sense focused deep in her uterus on one side. Whoopsies, huh? It was a thickening (laughs) of cells, almost like a tumor, multiplying more quickly than her normal cells. She probed deeper for their cellular essence. Shifting her grip, sorry, cellular essence. Shifting her grip on the force, <laughs> she poised to destroy their blood flow. Then she sensed something weirdly familiar. Besides, Luke. besides the tumor-like <laughs> echo of her own cellular essence, completely familiar after fighting her disease for this long, she sensed another human life signature. It was Luke's. What? By, by all the star dragons ever spawned, that could mean only one thing. Yes, it did say that. Let me read that again. Oh my God. By all the star dragons ever spawned, that could mean only one thing. Mara's eyes flew open. Her arms and legs stiffened. Pregnant? (laughs) Pregnant? (laughs) This couldn't have happened. She'd taken all the precautions. (laughs) I didn't like that part. (laughs) All the precautions. Her bizarre Uh disease (laughs) had attacked discreet organs. She used a a Dura condom. (laughs) (laughs) Dura? They always, like, everything is, like, not just steel. It has to be Dura-steel or dura Yeah. So, anyway. She's a Duralactic. Anyway, that's uh, that's how it describes her birth. But then, I just really did not like that whole. But then no. she says, I need a second opinion. And she gets that's Luke. Right. She and gets she says, Luke. Like, and she has, she has him grab her stomach. And he's like, what? And he's like, I need a second opinion, but I can't tell you. Just tell me what you feel. He's like, I don't know what this could possibly be. When my <laughs> wife tells me to grab her stomach what and there might be a thing there, I don't know She's what like, it could mean. Examine my uterus. Tell me what you find. <laughs> and so he like feels with the force and he's like, pregnant? <laughs> so that whole scene is weird. Yeah. We took all the precautions. <laughs> we used a, a dura lactic. <laughs> so I'm uh, trying to think of more contraceptive puns. <laughs> Dianogafram? <laughs> there had to be someone somewhere. That's good. We landed. We got it. Okay, Dianogafram is good. I can move on now. Nova Prime Ring. Nova Prime Ring. <laughs> okay. We can move on now. Let's go back to your rating, Jake. You want to give this a final rating? <laughs> After reading that section, has your rating changed at all? Yeah, I feel something deep within my uterus right now, which is a three minus... Uh, yeah, not as good as Vector Prime, but I, as much as, uh, perhaps certain segments don't, uh, add up, I- it's three plus if it had said Nova Ring. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that it was, uh, like, the story was really compelling. I loved, uh, all of the character development. I liked that all of our main characters are back together. I liked that it was not part one of a freaking needless yes, duology. it was, it, it was, it, they, it was- Done. Don't even bother using words. <laughs> no, I don't need them. You, you know what used I used up all the words you needed on Dianoga Ring. <laughs> Dianoga Fram. <laughs> Dianoga Fram. That's right. Um, oh, hang on. Nuva Ring of Kefreen. Nuga Ring of Kefreen. There it is. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> Jasmine, anything to add? 
I'm trying, but those are good. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. My final rating for this book is I'm going to give it like a two, I think. Okay. Uh, wow. So you're the lowest out of everyone. Oh, no, no. Maybe, you give it you know, a two maybe I'll get it. In context of the previous four books, I'll give this a two plus. because That's it, where I'm at. It really was better than the other books, but it was not nearly as good as Vector Prime and not nearly as good as Books to Come. So I think I am rating it on the like grading curve of new jedi order at this point like yeah. now that we are yes. six books in i'm like okay this, this i know how scale, good this can yeah. get and i know how bad this can get <laughs> right this is honestly close to as good this can get compared mm. to like moby dick this is a four but compared you know i'm just trying to think <laughs> right yeah like compared to like bad books like <laughs> uh portrait of dorian gray <laughs> But okay, but books I'm intimately mind, familiar with. If we're comparing this to one of the last four and Traitor, well, Traitor's exactly. I, I don't want to. Four I don't want to spoil Traitor. That, that, there's a secret four. Out there. I don't want to spoil what's going to happen with Traitor. But yeah. you know, boy, we'll what see. if what if we had what an if I reread it and it's really bad? What if we had an interview for that episode though? We need to get on that. I need Oof. I need to email him. We do. Okay, that's well, it, right? We did it, guys. If you liked these puns and more, um. Please follow us on Twitter. Give us, this is important. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, actively do not listen to the bad Graham off talking that isn't real. <laughs> Don't uh, listen to them. GMT Jr. GMT Jr. Um, please do give us money. We don't know how he would do that, but just, you know, and maybe in an envelope in our mailbox. Uh, what do we have that people can do? How is it? Tweet right? us. Think oh, of email. Star Wars email. Oh, yeah. So Twitter is okay. Please, here's the thing you can do. Yes, <laughs> tweet us or email us with good Star Wars contraception puns. Yep. Or grandmoftalkinggmail.com. Grandmoftalking on Twitter. Uh, there was something else I was gonna say. Oh, we're taking a a break from um fan fiction? fan fictions because Sadly. we've done a whole lot lately. Yeah. But we definitely are going to keep doing them in the future, and right. we would love to read your fan fiction if you want to send them to yeah, us. Yeah, or if you just like find a really good one. Yeah, find curate it for us. <laughs> Here's what I want to say: If you're a part of the fan fiction community and you have like what I would like to do for like let's call it season two of fan fiction theater, oh. I would like to get into sequel trilogy like Raylo stuff, but like find a really good one. I'd like to do it. Maybe okay. we wait till epi after episode nine. I'm sorry, I wasn't. What'd you say? <laughs> I'll listen back. Yeah, you'll listen back. I you'll love it. You. Uh, anyway, this has been delicately curated, long from discussion of the international love Star Wars saga. Taylor, the my fanatic, Brian, loving lame, weekly angers, all the questions, and the voices of your host, Riley. R2 condom? And Jasmine. Trogungan? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. And Jake. What is a Star Wars dog? <laughs> Star Wars dog. Uh, I should know a Star Wars dog. Bye. Bye. So there's a cat if, on the table. If you <laughs> get off the table. <laughs> yeah, Zeke, he's real afraid of you. Go get him. <laughs> um, to be completely honest.
I did listen to it on the way home today, and I did fall asleep a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was at work a little bit, so I don't think I retained I absolutely all too. of this. I'm just trying to find the creepy aunt and uncle scene, or aunt and nephew scene. Creepy with, aunt and nephew. Yeah, with Mara and Anakin. <laughs> nephew. Yeah, nephew. Hey, nephew. Jeez. <laughs> Riley. <coughs> Poor al- guy. It's allergies. Poor guy. I hate it. I just took Dayquil before I came over here, so I understand. I Claritin, but maybe I need some Dayquil to help the cough. You know what? It's a good idea. It helps a little bit with that cough. You take some Nyquil, that'll make me more fun. <laughs> you guys talk about Jason while I get some Boy, alcohol. Boy, we could have Force that. Unleashed all to ourselves if he takes that Nyquil. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend that he's saying things. Um. I will. I will eat. <laughs> That's true. What is this? Okay, I will eat. Well, why'd you give it to me? <laughs> I'll eat after this. After we're done with this episode. Okay. Um, eat on mic. I don't care. <laughs> You guys never talked this before. Damn, um, we should order some food. <laughs> we should order some food. <laughs> if we, Christina took my card, so I can't uh, pay for it, of course. But that's all right. Oh, convenient. Oh, yeah, very cash. convenient. I can cash app you. That's all right. We'll figure it out. Um, I keep hitting that table. I, I told you guys it. to not hit the table today, and then I've exclusively <laughs> hit it 50 times. <laughs> okay. I, I think if you search pregnant, that will probably come See, up. See, I thought she has been pregnant this whole time. <laughs> well, she probably has been, but this is the first time it's brought up. I I did listen to this section, and I thought it was the most oddly weirded, oddly worded, weirdly. It was the weirdly worded, worded oddly. Weirdly it was worded. the worded weirdliest thing. <laughs> I also agree. Like the sequence of events, I was not upset with, but the way it was worded was strange. Yeah. 